Hello, it's Prashant Bayani, Chief Investment Officer in Asia with BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I am going to speak about a neglected market, Japan. In short, land of the rising ROE. Uh, we made a contrarian call to upgrade European equities late last year, which has ex worked extremely well. That was also a neglected market, up 15% year-to-date, which is obviously double the return of China, where we remain overweight. Let's revisit another equity market that is not focused on much by global investors anymore, Japan. Five reasons why you should start looking at Japan. First of all, reopening. Japan, like many countries in North Asia, they benefit from reopening this year. So they're a year behind Southeast Asia and a year and a half behind US and Europe. Recent entry restrictions have been lifted into Japan for inbound tourism right before cherry blossom season starts, signaling a further pickup in inbound tourism. China visitors were once upon a time one third of total investors. Second, valuation. Japanese equities have derated and remain reasonable with topics on a forward PE of 12.9 times. However, important to note, with the looming recession in the U.S., Japanese companies are healthy, with the 50% of corporates in the Topics 1000 have net cash positions. Also importantly, returning cash to shareholders has not been easy in Japan, but that's been improving. We've seen a key change slowly as shareholder-friendly behavior improves with a record 9.0 trillion yen in buybacks in 2022, and this has been gradually rising. Also, we're seeing that in return on equity, or ROE, which has gradually increased from below 7% to over 9% in 2022. Shareholder awareness and reforms in governance has gradually improved from the Abe era. Thirdly, positioning. Average investor portfolio is underweight Japan. Foreign investors have been sellers of 10 trillion of Japanese equities since 2020. What about monetary policy? Well, the latest comments from the BOJ Governor Ueda hinted keeping at place YCC or yield curve control for now. Longer term, we would expect a gradual shift in policy given the impact on yen and dollar investments. Keep in mind, Japan is the largest investor in treasuries in the world. Important to note that, that longer term, the P of the stock market is positively correlated to bond yields, including, of course, the financial sector. So a gradual rise in bond yields, which have been suppressed, isn't a negative. That would also mean perhaps some gradual yen strength, but not dramatic. But what about timing and the U.S. credit crunch? Of course, Japan has a lot of cyclical equities that are impacted by global PMIs. So what about the U.S. credit crunch? Well, it's early innings, but we have to look at the recent U.S. lending data released last Good Friday and keep watching as magnitude matters. Number one, the recent U.S. ISM also fell to 46.3% last week, which is a recessionary signal. And we also saw a large fall in ISM services, which is now barely above 50, which points to a rapidly slowing economy. It's not about systemic risk. When we go back to the banks, if it's the revenge of the old-fashioned credit cycle after the fastest rate rises in 40 years. We also saw JOLTS data, which also weak in terms of job openings last week, still healthy at 9.9 million, but falling over 2 million jobs the last few months. In that regard, let's go back to the commercial bank lending data released last Friday, which fell more than $100 billion during the second half of March after the SVB issues. This is the largest fall ever after the regional banks' problems have, of course, gotten worse. So it's fresher data. Key is the magnitude of this move in the coming months to see if this move turns the case from a moderate to a more harder recession. It's too early to tell at this point. 
Clearly, several areas were weak, including commercial and industrial loans. Of course, commercial real estate we know is a problem. It was already double-digit vacancy coming out of the pandemic because of work from home. That, that will be exacerbated as companies give up space and cut workers. Also, small and medium-sized commercial banks also sold a record amount of mortgage-backed securities during the week of March 29th as they could be reducing duration mismatches in the portfolio, which also impacts lending medium-term. Remember, regional banks lend to the local and real economy, and smaller companies create two-thirds of jobs overall. Most recent market participants are accustomed to bailouts and moving on. However, the era is this era is ending, and lending already deteriorated before the SVB issues, and the fast rate rises means the overall credit issues will be important to watch. Magnitude will matter in short. However, don't forget to add to Japan in your portfolio allocation. Favor the domestic reopening se sectors, which of course are out of sync with US and Europe and leverage to pick up in Asian growth, relatively easier monetary policy, superior valuations, and gradually improving governance and ROE means Japan will benefit from a stock picking approach. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the various podcast channels.